to Reading Books with Nudie. So, like I said, dropping on Tuesdays now. Did you hear yesterday's six minutes to rewind episode, Gen Z Media Fans? Oh, oh, it was so much fun, it was. So much fun, it was. Yes, I'm Yoda now. Anyways, my family and also a friend also heard it. It was so much fun. I listened to it like twice. If you're here from that podcast, hi, welcome. Okay, today we're going to hear the last part of A Scandal in Bohemia from Sherlock Holmes by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Let's get a recap from last week. Last week we heard this. Sherlock went, disguised, to Irene Adler's house, simply to look around and collect gossip and information about her. This man came, Norton I think, and then Irene and him rushed off to the cathedral or church or whatever. Sherlock of course followed them and, well, ended up being the best man at their short and hurried wedding. After Sherlock explained this to Watson, he he devised a plan to get into Irene's house and find out where the photograph is. The plan went to perfection and was finally explained to Watson, poor man. And then, a voice out of nowhere in the street said, Good night, Sherlock Holmes. And Holmes knew he'd heard that voice before. But where? And that is what we'll find out today, along with the solving of the photograph mystery and so on and so forth. Let's get started, shall we? I slept at Baker Street that night, and we were engaged upon our toaster and coffee in the morning when the King of Bohemia rushed into the room. You have really got it, he cried, grasping Sherlock Holmes by either shoulder and looking eagerly into his face. Not yet. But you have hopes. I have hopes. Then come, I am all impatient to be gone. We must have a cab. No, my brougham is waiting. Then that will simplify matters. We descended and started off once more for Bryony Lodge. Irene Adler is married, remarked Holmes. Married? When? Yesterday. But to whom? To an English lawyer named Norton. But she could not love him. I am in hopes that she does. And why in hopes? Because it would spare your majesty all fear of future annoyance. If the lady loves her husband, she does not love your majesty. If she does not love your majesty, there is no reason why she should interfere with your majesty's plan. It is true. And yet, well, I wish she had been of my own station. What a queen she would have made! He relapsed into a moody silence, which was not broken until we drew up in Serpentine Avenue. The door of Bryony Lodge was open, and an elderly woman stood upon the steps. She watched us with a sardonic eye as we stepped from the brougham. Mr. Sherlock Holmes, I believe, she said. I am Mr. Holmes, answered my companion, looking at her with a questioning and rather startled gaze. Indeed, my mistress told me that you were likely to call. She left this morning with her husband by the 515 train for Charing Cross for the continent. What? Sherlock Holmes staggered back, white with chagrin and surprise. Do you mean that she has left England? Never to return. And the papers? asked the king hoarsely. All is lost. We shall see. He pushed past the servant and rushed into the drawing room, followed by the king and myself. The furniture was scattered about in every direction, with dismantled shelves and open doors, as if the lady had hurriedly ransacked them before her flight. Holmes rushed at the bell pull, tore back a small sliding shutter, and plunging in his hand, pulled out a photograph and a letter. The photograph was of Irene Adler herself in the evening dress. The letter was superscribed to Sherlock Holmes Esquire, to be left till called for. 
My friend tore it open, and we all three read it together. It was dated at midnight of the preceding night and ran in this way. My dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, you really did it very well. You took me in completely. Until after the alarm of fire, I had not a suspicion. But then, when I found how I had betrayed myself, I began to think. I had been warned against you months ago. I had been told that if the king employed an agent, it would certainly be you. And your address had been given me. Yet, with all this, you made me reveal what you wanted to know. Even after I became suspicious, I found it hard to think evil of such a dear, kind old clergyman. But, you know, I have been trained as an actress myself. Male costume is nothing new to me. I often take advantage of the freedom which it gives. I sent John, the coachman, to watch you, ran upstairs, got into my walking clothes, as I called them, and came down just as you departed. When I followed you to your door, and so made sure that I was really an object of interest to the celebrated Mr. Sherlock Holmes, then I, rather imprudently, wished you good night, and started for the temple to see my husband. We both thought the best resource was flight, when pursued by so formidable an antagonist, so you'll find the nest empty when you call tomorrow. As to the photograph, your client may rest in peace. I love and am loved by a better man than he. The king may do what he will without hindrance from one whom he has cruelly wronged. I keep it only to safeguard myself and to preserve a weapon which will always secure me from any steps which he may take in the future. I leave a photograph which he might care to possess, and I remain, dear Mr. Sherlock Holmes, very truly yours, Irene Norton, nay Adler. What a woman! Oh, what a woman! cried the King of Bohemia when we had all three read this epistle. Did I not tell you how quick and resolute she was? Would she not have made an admirable queen? It is not a pity that she was not on my level. From what I have seen of the lady, she seems indeed to be on a very different level to your majesty, said Holmes coldly. I am sorry that I have not been able to bring your majesty's business to a more successful conclusion. On the contrary, my dear sir, cried the king, nothing could be more successful. I know that her word is inviolate. The photograph is now as safe as if it were in the fire. I am glad to hear your majesty say so. I am immensely indebted to you. Pray tell me in what way I can reward you. This ring, he slipped an emerald snake ring from his finger and held it out upon the palm of his hand. Your majesty has something which I should value even more highly, said Holmes. You have but to name it. This photograph. The king stared at him in amazement. Irene's photograph, he cried. Certainly, if you wish it. I thank your majesty. Then there is nothing more to be done in the matter. I have the honour to wish you a very good morning. He bowed, and, turning away without observing the hand which the king had stretched out to him, he set off in my company for his chambers. And that was how a great scandal threatened to affect the kingdom of Bohemia, and how the best plans of Mr. Sherlock Holmes were beaten by a woman's wit. He used to make merry over the cleverness of women, but I have not heard him do it of late. And when he speaks of Irene Adler, or when he refers to her photograph, it is always under the honorable title of The Woman. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my goodness. I hadn't realized this was so short. I thought it was longer. I thought the, the, the chapter, well, the part itself was longer. Well, what'd you think of that? That was fun. 
Um, so I just closed the book without a bookmark, but let me see. Um, this, this is what we read today. So, oh, excuse me. The next story that we will read will be The Red-Headed League. It is, I don't know how many pages long it is. Let me see. Um... 14 pages long, so I'll be cutting that probably in half, and we'll do it in two parts, all right? Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. I hope you liked my German accent. At the end, it was kind of a little bit of a weird, I guess you could call it. Um, so yeah, alrighty, people. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll see you next week. I have to go do loads of homework and also get ready for tonight because we're going out to celebrate a thing. Here's a hint, though. It's not a birthday. But congrats anyway, Jeremy. Insert smiley face emoji here. Yeah, you know, like a smiley face. Okay. Thanks to Epidemic Sounds for the song and sound. Oh, that's not, that's not it. Thanks to Epidemic Sounds for the songs we heard today, and as well to my dad for letting me use his Sherlock Holmes book, even though it does reside in my room. Also, sorry for any hamster sounds you might have heard, but I think Junior, my hamster, is asleep. You might have heard Jemmy, my sister, cooking, or Cooper just now coughing or whatever. <laughs>